0: All right, welcome back to the big program. Time now for On the Mark. Fueled by Booster Juice. Download the new Booster Juice Rewards app today to start earning berry points for delicious and nutritious smoothies, drinks, and food that will get you through the days. We welcome in Mark Specter from Rogers SportsNet. Good morning, Spec. What's
1: going on, KK?
0: Well, we're, you know, it's it's TCB. We're taking care of business this morning. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's all we do around.
1: I thought that was some kind of yogurt or something.
0: No, that's another. But that was that's a line from Seinfeld years ago. That was Kramer when he was said, uh, "Yeah, what's what's going on?" He's no oh, TCB, and they went, "What taking care of business?" You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, you know. And Duke's in the same boat as me. I don't know what it is, but when I go to bed, at, you know, a little different with the shift and everything. There's always the reruns on of Seinfeld. I'm kind of watching them a little more now than I. You know, I watched them all back in the, you know, in the 90s and stuff. But they're, the reruns, I'm just watching because they're putting me to bed. They're like, it's nice, calming, soothing. You know what I mean?
1: Because it's not very funny. Is that what you're saying?
0: No, no, no. It's funny. But I mean, it's just, I guess I'm just comfortable. Like for me, I'll, this I've is. never. Yeah, you you never, never worry. I'm a
1: big Seinfeld fan. Oh. Nah, Gregor loves them. Yeah. In fact, just last night one came on. I said to my wife, We're watching TV. So oh, let's watch Seinfeld. She goes, I hate Seinfeld. I hate that beast. <laughs> and she says, It wasn't funny then and it ain't funny now. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> well.
1: So I thought of Gregor because I know he lives and dies with Seinfeld. Yeah. I was always pretty agnostic with Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. It make me laugh a little, but. I don't know. Whatever, did not do that much for me.
0: I'm just trying to find something that again I feel comfortable with watching when I crawl into bed. And for me, when I was in TV for 33 years, I uh, for about five years, spec it was great because Matlock was on at uh, 12 o'clock, <laughs> and I would watch <laughs> it, and, and 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 old Andy Griffith would just soothe me into the sheets. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh my goodness, you yeah. are an old fart.
0: I, I am. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He, his line was a. Uh, what was it uh, all you can do is your best, you know?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Speaking of that, we were, you know what? We were talking about spec, the fact that, you know, I, I think it's, and you would agree, when Toronto comes to town, there's more Leafs fans than other teams. Montreal would be probably second, maybe, I guess. But, Whenever Boston comes to town, the Bruins have such a large following, and we've been kind of throwing this out to our textures, yep. and they've been really sending in and talking about the Newfoundland connection, Atlantic Canada connection, and all the, the people that have moved out to Alberta, whether it be in the oil patch or the industry, uh, entertainment industry, uh, you know, restaurants, things like that. Um, do you feel that too? Like, I mean, I, and I because I hate the Leafs so much, I enjoy when Boston comes to town.
1: Yeah, I mean, certainly for us Westerners, Boston is a team that, that's, I do know, I find it's, it's hard to hate the Boston Bruins. Like, you, you hate the Leafs because the Toronto media, and I work for Sportsnet, so I, I know that Sportsnet's not great for this either, but TSN's about six times worse than we are. <laughs> they shove the Leafs down your throat ad nauseum every minute of every day. Yeah. That's what makes you sick of the Leafs. It's not the Leafs' fault, it's mm. the media's fault, okay? Yeah. We don't get that with Boston. Uh, you know, if you're our vintage, you grew up watching great Boston teams. To this day, if I was playing for a sports team, the first number I'd ask for is number four, Mm -hmm. because I grew up on a Bobby Orr, as a Bobby Orr kid with a Bobby Orr poster in my bedroom as a young man. So we all love Boston. They're a team you have to respect because they're good every year. They've had great players over the years. Marshawn brings in that you know, if you're from the people out here, whether you know, the way we're Seahawks fans, just because we grew up watching the Seahawks every Sunday, mm-hmm. a lot of us have become, you know, we know the Seahawks out in the East Coast. You got the Habs and you got the Bruins, yeah. and there's lots of Bruins fans in the East Coast. A lot of the newfies out here working in the oil patch and stuff, they grew up Bruins fans. and. Because the Bruins have been a good team, right? How can you not be a Bruins fan if you're from out there? They, they've they been winning for years, man.
0: You know, and as you said, those teams in the 70s were so good, and everyone wonders why they didn't win more Cups. We brought this up about <laughs> a week ago, just the fact that they, I think they might have partied a little bit yeah. too much. But, you know, and then th- there was, you know, guys like Cam Neely. Like, how could you not love Cam Neely, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. They, they had and so and many guys. You know what? Yeah. I mean, they were a little bit like the Flames were to the Oilers in the 80s. The Boston Bruins were an excellent team. The Montreal Canadiens were better. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really how it fleshed out. They would have. The Flames would have won a few more cups if the Oilers weren't just up the street. And I would say to you that getting out of that Adams Division was sometimes the Stanley Cup final. And. And, you know, Montreal won a lot more of those series than they lost mm-hmm. against the Bruins. So Bruins were great. And lots of cool old cats like Espo and <laughs> Jerry Cheevers oh. and Donnie Marcotte. And they were tough as hell. Mm-hmm. Jonathan and O'Reilly and Winsink. Oh. And, I mean, they were a good, good, tough, hard, skilled team. Loved everything about them. But on a lot of nights, the Habs turned out to be a better hockey team somehow.
0: And you know what? Buffalo was was no slouch either back then.
1: Yeah, they yeah. were poor Buffalo. They yeah. didn't have a prayer.
0: No. They were the, they were again they were the the fourth best team in the league but the third best team in the division.
1: Yeah, kind of like the, you know what, kind of like the Jets. yeah, Kind of like the Winnipeg Jets, of the Dale Howarchuk years in many ways.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Jets just couldn't get past the Oilers, and, you know, they were up 3-1 in that that series in 90 and couldn't get past them. Uh, What do you make of tonight's game, Speck? Bruins and Oilers, so Boston played Monday, beat Dallas in the shootout, and uh, Oilers coming off their win 6-3 in uh, Arizona, but playing well at home. Uh, Eight straight wins at home, so what do you make of this one tonight?
1: Yeah, the Oilers, you know, the, the thing you like about this is when you're coming off a road trip, what you want is a team waiting for you here in Edmonton that really catches your attention. You know, the Oilers only get the Bruins twice a year. Uh, Connor McDavid looks over and sees Marchand and those guys, and, you know, and, and a really good, challenging hockey team there's no there's no ah we're kind of tired like for instance the other day the flames came home from a pretty good road trip and who was waiting for them the san jose sharks yeah. and the flames didn't even show up when they lost to them that's not the, the bruins can win because they're good but they're not going to beat the Oilers because the Oilers are like ah you know what we didn't have it tonight there the Oilers will give you the best shot tonight and that that makes for a good game because it's two two of the day hey, two of the top how many teams in the National Hockey League? Two of the top five or six teams, I'd say, yep. are playing each other tonight in Edmonton. It'd be a good game.
0: So you mentioned Brad Marchand. This is a guy that is is polarizing. All the stuff that he's done, uh, the the crazy things like licking the guy's face, and you know, <laughs> uh, you know. But he's he's out there. But he this is a guy. He's played a thousand games. He's he's going to score a thousand points in the NHL. Yeah. You know. He's he's one of those guys I guess you just want on your team, but you don't want to play against.
1: Yeah, I mean, to me, he's a Team Canada player, right? Mm -hmm. Like I know his probably is one of his best Team Canada moments came in that World Cup uh, because he's been robbed of Olympics just like everyone else. But Mm -hmm. he's a Team Canada player, like you know. It's like when you know it's like when Jerome McGinley played for the for you know the Team Canada Oilers fans cheered for him because they knew what a great player he was, even though he was a flame and he pissed you off sometimes because he Mm -hmm. had such great success up here. Uh, Marshawn's the same guy. Does he make you a little sour, especially if you're a Leafs fan? Sure he does. The day that comes when he puts on the red and white jersey, are you going to cheer for him and count on him? I mean, you know, Joe Sackick... Mario Lemieux, they were Team Canada players that you just respected a 1,000% every day of the of the calendar year. Mm-hmm. There are nights when you look at Marshawn and go, when he's playing against your team, and you say, that little so-and-so, I can't stand that little <laughs> you-know-what. But he's a great hockey player, man. And if he was on your team, you'd love him to death every night of the year.
0: David Pasternak, what a player, what a season he's having. Um, you know what, spec, when we talk about heart trophy you talk about Kucherov you talk about McKinnon you talk about McDavid because he's going to make a push for it here in the last 30 games but David Pasternak doesn't get a lot of love he he doesn't get a lot of love when you when you're talking about that big trophy he's got 30 more points than Brad Marchand
1: yeah right he's he's on your he's on your heart ballot but it's a five-man ballot yeah (laughs) <laughs> you know so he's that guy that that's unfortunately for him He he's you know who he is Kev mm-hmm. he's Sergei Zubov when you're playing in a league that includes Nick Lidstrom that's who he is you know, Zuby never won a Norris trophy because Ray Bork was winning them and Nick Lidstrom was winning them and it never fell to Zubov but he's one of the greatest defensemen I've ever seen with my own eyes play the game yeah. and and I'm afraid that it's worth, it's the same for this player right he's, he's a very 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 top player in hockey today but he's not a better player than McKinnon or McDavid uh, and he's right there with Kucherov but I doubt he'll win a Hart Trophy in his career. To be honest,
0: I don't know if he will either, because of the again the talent pool ahead of him or just beside him is just that good. Uh, Mark Spector, yeah. Roger Sportsnet, our guest on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports fourteen forty. He's with us every Monday to Friday at eight o'clock in the morning. Oilers lines spec. We saw the shuffle again, and just because it's a, a circumstance after how they've been playing in the second period and and. Coach K has been forced, his hand has been forced to shuffle things up. Do you think, and again, when he finishes a game, he seems to start the next game with the same lines that he finished with. Where do you see tonight? Where do you see the lines kind of going tonight?
1: Well, uh, I think, you know, in the third period of that game, he went back to the old standard lines that we know, mm-hmm. you know, with with Nuge and Hyman flanking uh, McDavid and with Kane and uh, McLeod flanking Dreisaitl, and they had a hell of a third period. So, yeah, he, he, I don't see him going off of those. Mm-hmm. He may, you know, does Connor Brown, st- I mean, there's only one guy that doesn't play on this team. They only carry one extra player. Yeah. So, really, the only, to me, the only question mark in that coach's meeting is, do we get Connor Brown back in? Is there a guy in the bottom six whose game we didn't like? You know, I don't I, – I haven't – I'm not studying the video. Mm-hmm. I don't know how Sam Gagné played because when the game was on the line, he wasn't really on the ice. Yeah. So that would be the only change I could see. But, no, if – if I don't see, you know, that lineup in the third period, didn't they outscore Arizona 4 nothing mm-hmm. and have the puck the entire period? I'm not yeah. sure why you're changing that.
0: It, yeah, and it's either Brown or Gagné. I mean, Janmark, I think, is – is not coming out unless he again, not coming out again unless he, he, his play goes downhill by yep. a fair margin. Derek Ryan isn't coming out. So I think it's, you're going to see, uh, you know, it's either Brown or Gagne moving forward here. So it's, like,
1: um, it's probably a PK decision too, right? Mm-hmm. Like if they decide they, the, the PK needs Brown back on it, that's his ticket into this lineup. If, if Connor Brown wasn't having a good year ke- killing penalties, he'd probably be in Bakersfield. Yeah. So, you know, that's his ticket back in. That's the only reason I put him back in is if the PK meeting decides we got to get this guy back in our lineup.
0: Well, Boston's power play is ranked ninth in the league. Uh, the Oilers' PK now has fallen to 16th. They were top five a couple of weeks wow. ago. So, you know, we've seen them leak a little bit here on the road. Is that? Do you think this is just one of those periods of the season where, you know, pucks are going in? Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, come on. It's, it's the credit on the coaching staff. The guy in charge of that PK is Mark Stewart. Right. And he put together a hell of a PK and they were 40 out of 41 and they were, everything was going their way. And so we gave them credit then, I guess we're blaming them now, but it's the same players. It's the same coach. You know, maybe they're not the fifth best unit in the league. I don't think they're the 16th best. They're probably somewhere around eight or nine or 10, Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a long season. There's ebbs, there's flows, there's bad luck, there's good luck. So, you know, I think when the chips are down in these last 20 games, here's where you're going to see what this unit's made out of. They'll pull out of this thing. They'll they'll move from 16 up to 10 and Maybe that's where they bo- deserve to be.
0: Yeah, we're just talking, you know, fractions of uh, percentage points here. You can, right, right, you can, right. if you get, to, you know, three, four, five kills in a row, you'll you'll jump up a couple of spots. What's your concern level for the Oilers' second periods of late?
1: Well, you know what? It's they've been bad. I mean, I think. They they got murdered in against Detroit their last home game in the second period. They went to St. Louis. They got crushed in the second period. They went to Dallas. Was that not a three-three second period, Kev? No, uh, I gotta I, think. I believe of, it was a three-three yeah. second period. Mm-hmm. It was zero-zero after one, if I, my memory serves. Okay. So give them a saw off there, and then they went into their last game in Arizona and got beat up in the second period. So, I guess I'd say to you that. You know, we talked talking about this with Gregory yesterday. You don't get to win all 60 minutes, right? You don't get them all. The other team's trying too. Mm-hmm. So to me, let's talk about these last four games. Let's say they lost the four period, the second period in four straight games. What's the record in those games? It's three and one. Yeah. You know, they're playing 750 hockey. So the moral of the story might be, Kev, if you win two periods out of three, you win the hockey game. And maybe asking asking a team to win 55 minutes every night is asking too much.
0: Uh, this is a big kind of uh, measuring stick tonight. Uh, this team, Boston, again, one of the top teams out east, one of the top teams in the league. So Oilers are going to have their uh, their yeah. hands full tonight. But it's going to be – this is one of those games that you're looking forward to. How's that sound on this game?
1: Uh, I love seeing Jake DeBrus come back to yep. his hometown. He's always got a little extra step when he comes back here. Maybe it's Cindy's home cooking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Speck, we're going to have Louie on at 10 o'clock. I, I talked to okay. Louie yesterday and Louis said that he might have, uh, he said he wasn't feeling totally 100% because he ate something and it wasn't sitting well with him. Could you imagine if they had Jake over for, for a little lunch or dinner or whatever and all of, a sudden, all of a sudden Jake's not feeling 100 per here? Wow.
1: Maybe it's some of that maybe it's some of that meat uh, Louie's pulling out of the bush here in northern Alberta. Maybe you got to leave it The
0: spit a little longer. He just just checked all his snares with about the 16 muskrats and possums that he's caught. (laughs) All right, Speck. Thanks, big fella. We'll see you down at the rink later. All right, man. That's uh, Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet and on the mark, energized by Booster Juice. Get the boost you need at Booster Juice. Uh, When we come back, we've got a little more open time. We can get to a few more of your texts and. Also, Cassie Campbell-Pascal, PWHL special advisor, and our headliner of the day for Mr. Reuter will guest with us at 8.40. All coming up on the Kevin Carey Show. Stay with us. Oh, you know, Duke, you're just on fire this morning. I started watching the Willie Nelson documentary series or whatever it is on... Netflix or I don't even know where it's on. I was
2: well, I was gonna say I was like, what is that on? I'd love to check it out. Well, it's
0: I think it's four or five part series right now, and I just started the first one last week, and now I forgot about. it. I just remembered <laughs> just when I heard Willie's voice there, but it, it's going back all the way to his childhood, and they brought a sister in there, and mm. so that's on Netflix. It's either Netflix or Prime. I don't. I can't. Oh, remember. Okay.
2: I think it must be Prime then, because yeah, I haven't seen it. I've been doing a lot of Netflix scouring hmm. lately to try and drum up something. Of interest, and I hmm. uh, haven't seen that one come across was, my recommended.
0: You know, I'm not the big interweb guy, but I was no. seeing uh, uh, we finished watching that True Detective with Jodie Foster. The so,
2: uh, K- uh, Connor just said he finished watching that too. Did he? What did he
0: like? The last episode was great on Sunday night. It's There's a lot of weird crap in the first or whatever it is
2: yeah because this is kind of like it's like a specific it's a like what is it called night country
0: night country so it's jodie foster and then i just found out like the the other actress in there i can't remember her name i just saw it this morning she was like a mma oh really yeah and she sparred with tyson and everything Oh like and she's like you can see that she's uh can take care of herself in the in the in the series or whatever uh Wanted to get to that uh, report from Jeff Merrick, uh, a regular contributor here to the uh, morning show on Sports 1440, talking about the OHL. And this is from Jeff Merrick as he posted it uh, in the wee hours of the morning. Uh, the OHL is investigating the Sudbury Wolves regarding accusations that a bounty was placed on an opposing player uh, during a Sudbury-Berry game in January, so we're a month away from this, Colts defenseman Kashan Atchison delivered a hard but legal hit to the Wolves forward Nathan Villeneuve. There was no penalty on the play. Atchison then fought one of Villeneuve's teammates, Nolan Collins. The two teams played again three days later, but Barry did not dress. Atchison, according to sources, word reached out that the Colts uh, to the Colts about the possibility of a bounty being placed on Atchison. So the organization made the decision not to play him. So OHL is investigating. Colts uh, are not commenting, yada, yada. So the two teams play again, I guess, in a week. So that's from uh, Jeff Merrick. So thanks for to Jeff for that. You know, you hear a lot of these, not as much as you used to, obviously. But back in the day, there was always things like that. You know, with phone, social media, teams going from, you know, uh, players going from teams to teams, there's probably a lot more where things are getting out and how this escalated uh, remains to be seen, but uh, just wanted to let you know on that one. And then, uh, you know what, normally I don't would never uh, uh, look at this, but seeing that uh, someone in our Sports 1440 department reposted this, uh, this comes from Allison Curry. So, Allison, you know, she's a longtime listener, been in the business and with Gregor and things like that back in the day. And she's talking about uh, her old football team in desperate need of a head coach. That's the Edmonton Storm football. Did many stories on the Edmonton Storm football uh, program when I was working at Global over the years. But they need a head coach. And according to Allison, um, the uh, that if they don't find a head coach, that their season could be canceled. So if you are a young coach uh, that you'd like to get into coaching, maybe you have some great experience, uh, you know, check out uh, uh, the Edmonton Storm. Go on the interweb, Edmonton Storm Football. They're looking for a new head coach uh, for the 20th season. So a lot of great, you know, women's football is very popular. Uh, And I mean... As I said, we did several stories. Um, the name's escaping me now, but she went out to coach in uh, BC with the Lions. She's from Edmonton. Mm. I'll have to figure that out in a hurry here. But uh, there's, you know, great opportunities. The league, the Alberta, the female football league is, you know, they got teams in Red Deer, Calgary, so thriving. Maybe that could be something you would be interested well, in. Well, I
2: was do. just kind of thinking I, I have dipped my toe into the world of coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's The winter, my first actual winter uh, when I was back at the farm. Um, after I uh, wrapped up here in the city the first time around, I had torn my ACL so I couldn't play for the senior team that yeah. winter. But I, so I decided to coach the, at the time, midget team, uh, U18 hockey. And like, I, I was just like an assistant coach, which I, I think is a role I would be best suited for. You know, it can be a little more uh, chop it up with the, the kids in the room, kind of, you know. Be the be the buddy as opposed to cracking down. But I, you know, I was. You got to crack the. Whip. I I wasn't afraid to bag skate him sometimes because I was also in charge of the uh, the off ice training and stuff. So if uh, you know, <laughs> two, if you were late, time to a uh, two o'clock and stuff, getting out onto the ice for practice. Yes. I wasn't afraid to crack the whip, but th- I really enjoyed it. I don't know if I have the qualifications to coach uh, football, despite watching it um, for multiple hours. I definitely do not know the ins and out of the game good enough. But hey, if somebody, if we the uh, whoever does end up taken on the role as head coach, they need somebody to come in as a uh, uh, director of morale (laughs) or something like that, I would uh, be happy to. I'm good at keeping the vibes high. I'm a locker room guy. Pouring cocktails after a hard win. If need be, if that's what it calls for. Speaking of
0: posts, our good buddy and colleague Jason Greger posted (laughs) this this morning, and we both kind of, we didn't really, we looked at it and went, (laughs) all right, because we can cut Greger now. I assume he's on the ice right now. Maybe he's not. So Gregor posted uh, a video from I, I can't even make out the rink where he's at, but he's coaching his his son and team. Beckett, now, not much better than an early morning skate on a crisp, clean sheet of ice. Then he's talking about morning practice. His kids are attentive and energetic. Well, but the the ice is going to be pretty good, isn't it?
2: I don't know many rinks that <laughs> don't flood at the end of the night. So the first time on in the morning Imagine would be honey, if
0: you had you know. Just say there was you, you. The Tropicana Orangeman played, and then there was another game, and there wasn't a flood, and they just left the ice for the the whoever's the getting first, out there for the six
2: a.m. first
0: group in the morning, Gregor's team. Yeah, so I don't
2: think they'd be too. Of course, pleased. it looks
0: very nice. I mean, the ice is shiny and crisp, and crisp. <laughs> very crisp ice. Yeah, yeah. As uh, the NHL would say, that's utterly irrelevant, Duke. <laughs> utterly irrelevant. Which is uh, what they were talking about yesterday with. Morgan Riley Spec got into it again our friends at TSN so now I was I watched a little bit yesterday at the four o'clock thing
2: okay and who's hosting at that time is it
0: Gino no I think it was Rod Smith but they had they went back to their their afternoon show with with all those guys and they started talking about Austin Matthews being the third best goal scorer in NHL history and I they're mean, they're making this argument and they're they're saying Austin Matthews is the third best goal scorer in NHL history right now right now yeah not not coming up in whatever Five years. you know he's only Austin Matthews has played 534 games so on a goals per game basis Austin Matthews is fifth in NHL history so I'll give him that but I would not put him ahead of Alex Ovechkin yet Ovechkin. I mean you're talking about the greatest goal scorer in NHL history in Ovechkin Mike bossy in my mind is still I mean I'm 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 50 50 on bossy and ovechkin yeah because bossy has Bossy
2: was pure like that
0: like bossy has the best goals per game average 0.76 only played 752 games Mario is number two because Mario only played 915 games finished with 690 goals. You give Mario a couple hundred more games in think about it, he missed with Hodgkins. He's in the prime of his career. He's back. I'm I'm betting Mario is well, well over eight fifty. Well over eight fifty. So, anyway, then they've got two guys that no one's even heard of that are goals per game. So, it's Cy Denany and Babe Die. These, these are guys that played years and years that, ago.
2: Those, that's that's I get like that. previous generation of hockey.
0: No one no one's even knows who these guys are. Then Austin Matthews is ranked fifth. So, he's .65. The the, the difference between Matthews and, and, like, Wayne Gretzky's ranked seventh on this list. I understand that because he played a way more games. Yeah. Alex Ovechkin is ranked eighth on the list. But in my mind, those two guys are ahead of Austin Matthews right now because they continue to do it over the length of their career, longevity. Maybe in three, four years, we're talking about Austin Matthews as three on this list.
2: I I agree wholeheartedly. Like, I am perfectly willing to accept that Austin Matthews could elevate himself to be in that conversation, Mm -hmm. but... Like it is still just and and there's no reason to think he's gonna fall off or or he's he's been a pretty good picture of health so far in his career he hasn't missed a ton of games um like th- there's nothing to to lead us to believe he can't continue this trend and this trajectory but right now it's just a little premature I think to already have him. right like, now but if that's you, if what you're just this, saying that's if you, what
0: these guys do out there that so it's you know
2: there's not enough other things to talk about apparently Kevin despite uh, four of the best teams in the league going yeah. up against head to head last night. <laughs> <laughs> it's just which comical. were which was a which were a pair of very good hockey games in case you missed them. So mm-hmm. um that that Igor Shosturkin was nails last yeah. night. <laughs> 41 saves.
0: The other guys on this list duke that people f- kind of forget that were unbelievable goal scorers, you know. Well, okay, so Brett Hall. Okay, Brett Hall's yeah. ranked ninth on the list with 0.58 per game. And then you can go even down the list where where guys like um uh Tim Kerr and and Rick Rick Martin Richard Martin yeah. uh was in Buffalo and they, those guys played fewer games but their their numbers numbers are higher Cam Neely's another one so i i think Austin Matthews is a hell of a player but he's not third on this list right now
2: not as of today
0: no but you know we'll see how things go um text coming in Brett from Stony, is he? Uh, are we talking about the bounty? I believe so. Happens in the jungle all the time. KK Flyers versus Regals at the uh, Glen Hall always ended with possible meetings at the old bar in Stony. Well, that's <laughs> after the game. We're not even talking about the next game. You know, post- after post game hits, post game uh, bounty. <laughs> Yikes!
2: The one one you want to talk about uh, that and going back to uh, the Tropicana's. There was a time, and I was not on the team during this uh, ordeal, but one player from the other team, th- they believe, mm-hmm. they have no reason to think otherwise, went out and smashed somebody's window of <laughs> a guy on the tropics <laughs> after the game. <laughs> that's, that's bad. A couple things. Did they, and they, How did do you they know who' vehicle- No, I don't think so. Okay. Not that I'm aware of. Like, like, that has to be the perfect situation where you pull in at the same time, see... So, like, a distinguishable player, maybe mm-hmm. you, you play usually the same team multiple times over the course of a beer league season, but you see them get out, you walk into you're, the rink behind them, and yeah. then you get into it so much with them during the game that that is how angry you are after a beer league Well, you got to have a quick game. shower,
0: too. You're, you you got to get out there.
2: Well, I mean, hey, if it was my window you're looking to smash, you wouldn't have to be too quick getting out of the room because I'm a, I'm a lingerer. Mm-hmm. I'm in there for, I'm basically, until the rinky kicks me out. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, from not roller the goalie this was with our conversation with Speck. we're talking about the bruins and rangers tell Speck that this young rangers fans hated rangers fan hated the Habs and the bruins in, in the early 70s uh, thank goodness the orders came along and what about that rangers bruins big trade do you remember that one duke that was that's probably one of the biggest trades in nhl history it was massive all the, like i mean brad park and um uh, Phil Esposito, yeah. Jean Rattel. I yeah. mean, this was just...
2: Like, like, the equivalent of that today, oh. have we seen anything even close to that in, in a post-salary cap era? If we, no. if we just dial this back 20 years? Uh-huh. I don't think there's anything particularly close. To, like, players of that magnitude.
0: Well, the the amount, right? You know, the, I guess you would say with one player with the Eric Lindros trade because that was massive in, this, in the return, right? But he hadn't even played yet. I get it, but the amount... So in 75, it was Phil Esposito, Carol Vadney to the Rangers for Brad Park, Jean Rattel, and Joe Zanussi. He was actually, you know what, people forget that Phil Esposito started in Chicago.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, and then he was traded to the Bruins with Kenny Hodge and Fred Stanfield for Jill Murat, Pitt Martin, and Jack Norris. Boy, did Chicago. I think Chicago Chicago could do over on that one. Hawks got their pants pulled down (laughs) for that one. Oh, boy. Text coming in 18334011440 Skippy says hey the fog on highway 2 south from edmonton past the airport is really bad so encourage drivers to turn lights on and that their back tail lights are showing as well too thanks from Skippy
2: It was foggy this morning even yeah. on uh, my 5 minute commute into the studio
0: AZ says, Ovi is the greatest goal scorer of all time. Here's why everyone talks about Gretzky, uh, but if you compare Ovi, how consistent and dominant he is compared to others in his era, he's by far the greatest. He's score 50-plus pretty well, and that's kind of what we said. Yeah. We believe Ovi. I, I think Ovi and Mike Bossy are
2: 50-50. Yeah, man, Bossy is, huh. like like we like you said, the pure goal-scoring ability, it's just, it is such a shame that the, he, he couldn't uh, have a bit of a longer career, of course, with the injuries and stuff because – like could it? Could we talk? We be talking about uh, Gretzky or uh, Ovechkin trying to chase down his record, not Gretzky's. Pardon me, com- Like in? if Bossy had been able to play yes. a full a full oh. career, right? I yeah. mean, I mean Bossy again.
0: His games played. Uh, Mike Bossy played seven hundred fifty-two games, had five hundred seventy-three <laughs> goals. So, I mean, yeah, I'll give him a couple hundred more. <laughs> he's he's at seven hundred. You know, yeah, easy. Uh, what do you want to do here, Duke? Take a break, and we're waiting for Cassie, 8.45. She's 845,
2: coming up. 8.45, yeah, Cassie's going to be out on a uh, drop-off run, and then she's got some meetings and oh, stuff. A uh, drop-off after. run.
0: Kids to school a little believe bit. So, yeah, yeah. That would be. I mean, think about how much your life has changed in the last. Uh, and you know what? I'm going through the uh, this day in history, Duke. This day in history, 22 years ago. 22 years ago. Cassie Campbell was kind of busy today.
2: Was it this day?
0: This day in history in 2020, and, and sorry, uh, in 2000. It was, uh, sorry, 2002 was uh, Salt Lake uh, City and yeah. the women's team won the Olympic gold. There you go. So 22, see, I wonder if you- Great
2: day to have her on. Do you think
0: you'd remember that? Like in the sense that you wake up and- This day. Something happened today. You yeah. Know?
2: Or do you think, like, Pete, Like I wonder this, because I've never accomplished anything of that <laughs> magnitude. Well, anything, really, let alone that dude. magnitude. I can't believe the king hasn't come King, come on. Send something in about to, the Duke to, to, to accomplishing like when something. When you accomplish something that spectacular, is that day just, like, the date ingrained forever? Like, February 21, in perpetuity, it's yes. like you wake up and you're like, I'm going to pour myself a glass of champagne for breakfast.
0: But I guess my comparison to it is that it's like an anniversary. Yeah. you got married this day, you... Your child was—I mean, I you remember your she, I birthdays remember anniversaries. But her, I guess you know, yeah, that would be a big one. <laughs> and at this point, right now, I—I I can't remember. It was probably an afternoon game. I'm trying to think. It was maybe three or four in the after?
2: That would make sense. Yeah. I, I remember watching it uh, whose house I was at because I was like the only one of my friends that at the time had a big screen TV, mm-hmm. like a big fifty incher at that time. Oh, really? And it, like like the back of this thing was like two feet thick, right? <laughs> yeah. Well it's like the <laughs> you needed nine guys to move. The Sony it in. Trinitron. You get nine guys to move yeah. it in and out of a house. It was I mad. had one, Duke. I had one. <laughs> yeah. The Sony
0: Trinitron. Yeah. Uh when we come back, we'll check in with Cassie Campbell Pascal, PWHL special advisor. 22 years ago today, Olympic gold medalist. Coming up on Sports 1440, stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Time now for the headliner of the day, brought to you by Mr. Rooter Plumbing. At Mr. Reuter, they only employ the finest organic grain-fed free-range plumbers. For all your plumbing needs, go to mrreuter.ca as we welcome Cassie Campbell-Pasco back to the program. Good morning, Cassie. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? Doing great up here. I understand you're just doing a little uh, runner on dropping kids off at school and things. What's going on?
3: Yeah, this was, honest to God, this was perfect timing. I literally just ran back in the door from school drop-off, and here we are, and, you know, excited, so it's good.
0: That's being a mom, that's the responsibility, you're busy, busy, you're probably busier now than you've ever been.
3: Well, I, you know, it's funny, I left Sportsnet, and I thought, okay, it's going to be good, you know, I'm going to be able to breathe a little bit more. And I do, I do feel busier than maybe I ever was, but I have definitely taken travel off of my plate, Mm -hmm. like not totally, but, um, you know, I I can't believe now that I actually was doing all the travel that I was doing now that I've taken something off my plate. So Mm -hmm. it's been a good decision and a really fun transition to be part of the PWHL. And it's where my passion is. And, you know, sometimes you just got to make those decisions, not based necessarily financially, but Uh Just where your passion is and live life the best you can, so uh this is yeah, it's been a lot of fun and a great transition
0: before we get to all that, Cassie on this day in two thousand two Olympic gold medal in salt lake do you do, when you woke up this morning does that does it trigger for you? Is it like a an anniversary birthday, or did you even know?
3: you know it's you kind of don't know, but there's always one or two teammates that just start the text right <laughs> and you know a lot of them live in the east so when i woke up there they were and it um you know they probably saw it on twitter or something so they probably didn't even remember but they yeah you it's a fun day in that sense because you connect and hey how's everybody doing and you get texts from people that maybe you don't get a chance to talk to all the time so um yeah i mean just to me that team set the standard in my opinion and uh, for what women's hockey is today, um, you know, I know we had so many great pioneers before us. That 1990 team was pretty incredible, too. But um, I just think in, in our country in particular, winning that gold and the people and how much they've given back to the game, that that particular group, um, and they still do. I, I just think we just set a standard. And and all the current veterans, you know, all the, the Brianne Jenners and the Marie-Philippe Poulins and, and the older players on the current team, you know, they watch that. At Olympics and that was what inspired them so i just really proud to be part of it but really fun to to wake up and, and get some text for mm-hmm. sure.
0: Cassie Campbell Pascal with us on Sports 1440 that connection that you have with those teammates it's something that no one can ever take away from you and they always say that you never miss the game but you miss the your friends, your teammates, similar for you?
3: Yeah, I mean I think you always wish uh, you're 25 again, mm-hmm. right? But the body just wasn't going to hold up and but to me it's the belly laughs you know i I recently was in toronto for the nhl all-star and uh one of my best friends on the team vicky sanahara she had a, a u of t practice and i went to the university of guelph so it's a big rivalry and she's like hey can you just come on out and and run a help run a practice and i was like yeah no problem and you just do those things for those types of people but then of course we go out after for a beer nachos and um, we just laugh, you know, we just tell yeah. stories, and we just laugh, and there 's no judgment we we talk about real life things, and you know you 're not going to get any judgment from the other side of the table and you you know you can spill your guts about anything and it like it 's just a real special bond, and you know i 'll be honest with you kevin we 're not all best friends, but we I think for life we 're going to always be there for each other, yeah. and you know that 's something that you you sometimes are, or more often than not, you don't get in the real world and real business, and um, and it's just a real special bond that you just kind of can't describe, and uh, you spend so much time together, and you're just, you know, it's you're always just going to be there for each other, so it's pretty cool.
0: Cassie Campbell-Pascal, our guest on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440, now PWHL special advisor. You've been on the job a couple of months now. Is it everything you imagined it to be, and how are you enjoying it?
3: Well, I think we always had this dream, right, that this was the potential. We'd have crowds and we'd have people interested in our game on a regular basis, you know, outside of just playing for Team Canada. And then it happens and, you you're, you know, you're just sort of flabbergasted in the sense that it's exceeded your expectations. You know, watching those players come out and being introduced that o- that opening weekend. You know, I was sitting on my couch and I'm just like, you could feel the emotion through the television and I know them. So I know what they fought for and I know what they're going through. And um, it's, it's just been a tremendous start. Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep, people keep asking me, you know, well, you know, what, what's sort of the future? Like, listen, when we're 10 and, and 12 years in, we've been successful. Um, so right now, I think our approach is just to stay humble, continue to push and grow the game in the six markets that we're in and, um, you know, just the product on the ice speaks for itself. It's been tremendous hockey, and our, our business side continues to grow. Our hockey ops side is, you know, meets every week and, um, you know, trying to make the game better and, and safer and, and just different things that we meet about, to, you know, future plans. And um, it's been – honestly, it's been so much fun and scary decisions sometimes to leave a, a job that, I you know, you're at for almost 20 years. But it uh, when I left the building that night, I was with Anson Carter, and it was just – like, oh, like, I, I've made the right decision. So I'm um, just really glad to be a part of it and, and help in any way that I can.
0: Mm-hmm. Anything harder, anything easier than, you know, what you thought would be going into this position?
3: Well, one of my duties is I'm I'm actually on the player safety committee, so I watch games differently. You know, that's the reality. I mean, I've always watched a ton of hockey, but you just, you know, you're looking for different things and call, non-calls and calls and, you know, you just sort of have a little bit of a different approach to it. And, you know, players that I've watched, you know, play for Canada or USA, I'm I'm getting an opportunity now to watch them full time. And so you get the, to know the tendencies and, um, you know, getting an opportunity to see these players, you know, every night on television has been really cool. I, I would just say the initial challenge for me was, you know, I, I, I'm talking to every department. How can I help and, and where do I fit in? And, um, you know, just – making sure that people understand you can reach out to me and ask me stuff. So I'll, you know, I'll have the sponsorship committee reach out and ask for contacts or, you know, the business side, you know, what do you guys, what do you think about this? Or or I'm doing these broadcast features uh, to help create content for our, for our broadcast. And, you know, I'm on the hockey outside. So just making sure that I don't, don't overextend myself, but also make sure I do the job that that's being asked of me. So, you know, that's probably been the biggest challenge, but, Um, loving being home a little bit more. And and my teammate, Jaina Hefford, who's been leading all of this, really, you know, she's been great at saying, hey, if you can't travel, don't worry about it. Like, if you can't do this event, don't worry about it. So, um, you know, I think that's the thing that has given me a little bit more peace of mind. Cassie
0: Campbell Pascoe, our guest on Sports 1440. Uh, maybe this is something you discussed with uh, with Jana Hefford, Cassie. This is a text comes in from just Mike. He's actually got about t- ten questions, but uh, could you ask Cassie when they plan to have team names and logos uh, for the six teams right now? Because maybe out here, Cassie, I think we maybe lose a little of the identity. We don't. We're not making that connection. Can you comment on that? Yeah,
3: yeah. No, a hundred percent. I, I, and I get it. I think. Um, you know, that's obviously a huge priority for us. I think trademarks and how that all develops are a little bit tricky. We had such a quick turnaround from the moment that we knew this was going to happen. It was literally six months and we had to, you know, put this all together and hire staff and do all these things. So I really foresee us having an announcement, you know, after this first season, listen, I, I there's people that are bigger bosses than I mm-hmm. am. So this is just my opinion, but Um, I really think after this season and into next season, we will have team names. And um, from my understanding, it's been about trademarks and just different things and not wanting to turn around a a name and maybe it doesn't fit, right? So we just want to make sure we get the right fit. And and that's really the reason is just the quick turnaround of of how this all came about.
0: Are you – like surprise is the wrong word, but again, because you've talked about how – Successful it's been, but when you see the full buildings and you're getting into the, the 12, 13, 14, 15,000 people in the stands, you, you must just swell up with pride.
3: Yeah, and, and for me, I'll be honest, Kevin, like these current players deserve it so much because they really gave up almost four years of their career to make this happen. And, you know, they fought for so much and they stuck together through thick and thin. And um, so to see them being celebrated has just it's been amazing. And they do such a great job at, you know, talking about the people that played before them, but you know, they they really have done a tremendous job here and without their sacrifice, we wouldn't have what we have today. And that's just a reality. And, and I think too, for the first time, we really have everyone working towards one league on the same page, which is something we didn't have in women's hockey. And so these women deserve to be celebrated. This league deserves to be celebrated the way that it has been. and, we just continue to need to push on the business side and make sure that these ticket sales are sustainable. And, you know, I know there's NHL teams that want to have games in their buildings and I'll be honest with you, I'm secretly pushing internally for some Western games. And, and, you know, Edmonton and Calgary um, would be top of my list for sure living here in Alberta. So um, just, you know, it's been incredible, but the, the crowds to me, it's, it's been emotional to see the signs and, And, you know, the people from old to young sitting there realizing their dream too, of this happening, because for those fans of women's hockey, they've always wanted this. So, yeah, everything's been really incredible so far, but we just keep plugging away behind the scenes.
0: Yeah, you know when we had you on last, Cassie, we we talked about that even though you weren't involved yet with the you know with your current role, and we talked about the the PWHL and the the presence out here, and and we get it. I get the fact that with the travel and the proximity with these six teams and things like that, but just to have a couple of games out here. Um, to kind of keep that awareness and keep that, that identity going. Um, I think we really need it out here. And as you say, hopefully you you are working behind the scenes to get something like that out here.
3: Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I I know it's a top priority for sure. We also want to make sure that we continue to grow in our markets and, but we get it. We get the demand too. And you know, I I live in Calgary and I know that's maybe taboo for some people listening, but um, I live in Calgary and girls hockey, Calgary, it's grown so much. And, and it's the same in Edmonton. You know, my daughter was just in Edmonton a couple weekends ago and to watch the caliber of hockey that she was playing against. It's amazing to see how much it's grown. And, you know, those kids and their parents deserve an opportunity to get a chance to see these players up close. So I can't promise anything, (laughs) Alberta, but I'm definitely doing my best and I know the Flames and the Oilers would be extremely interested in in helping and participating. So, you know, that's really key for us. And, you know, again, we'll just keep pushing. And and I do think it's a priority to have some games out West and to keep, you know, that interest alive and, and to keep the West feeling like they're involved. And, and you guys know you've heard this before. It's, it's all about cost, right. And keeping it down and travel is a big part of it. So um, we'll see what happens in the future, but, I'd be shocked if we we didn't have games, you know, coming up soon. Not this year, probably, but in the near future after that, that come out
0: West. Maybe down the road, you'll end up, uh, you know, coaching, managing, owning some team in Calgary down the road. That would be uh, neat to see. Uh, I got one last one for you, Cassie. We had Mel Davidson on a couple of weeks ago. And of course, you know her very well, being uh, coach for you for many years. And, I, and I'm, I'm sorry I'm going to throw this at you, but I th- did the same thing to Mel. If you were coaching or you're not even coaching – of all the players that you've played with and maybe even watching, because Mel threw this out because she, she added Marie-Philippe Poulin, who I don't think she said she coached uh, very much, maybe at the very tail end of her career. And you needed five players, so you're, you're forward line and a couple of D, and you're you're down a goal to the Americans with a minute left. Uh, you can go any era for the, the, the 25, 30 years that you want to. Who are you putting on the ice for Canada to get the tying goal?
3: Well, I think... Um I got to go probably Hef, Pooh, and Wick up front. Um, I'd have to go Don McGuire, who is a great Edmonton chemo, and I'm not just saying that, but yeah. uh, a name that doesn't get mentioned enough, and Catherine Ward on the back end. And then probably my extra forward up front would be, oh my God, probably Danielle Goyette, to be honest with you. Oh boy, yeah. Um, you know, I, it's I hard, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think who's the best player we've ever seen and, mm-hmm. and the best captain, too, and has really grown into that leadership role over the last few years. But, um, you know, I think that would be the lineup that I would put out.
0: You mentioned, yeah, uh, you know, I interviewed Deanna Miaoche, and you know her from her Chimo yes, days. yeah. And, and, I mean, I I talked to her uh, about last year sometime when the Chimos were going, going into the Alberta Sports Hall of Fame. And, again, that that was another period of time in our you know, the history of our game in, in the province, not only in the province, but in Canada, that is a big part of where women's hockey is today.
3: A hundred percent. Like for a long time, the Edmonton Chimos were the only team out West that was of, and I, you know, I know people are going to send me texts, but that was of high level professional hockey as professional as we were back then. And Mm -hmm. I know when I moved to Calgary and and played for the Oval, I mean, I knew all about the Chimos and, You know just how excited I was to come out west and play against them and and Shirley Cameron and the Mm -hmm. list goes on and on of the people that have done so much for that organization in the women's game but you know the Edmonton Chimos is one of the top teams ever and you know you hear about Toronto Arrows and some of the teams out east and Mississauga Chiefs but uh, I think the Edmonton Chimos really kept women's hockey on the map out west and they were always a force to be reckoned with and a tough team to play against and a big part of our history for sure.
0: Hey, Cassie, always enjoy our chats uh, and running into the history part of it. That's uh, kind of my uh, w- my passion to talk about the old days for some reason. I don't know, just getting old, I guess. But congrats. It's 22 years since you won the gold, part of Team Canada. Congrats on the new gig. Uh, and I'm sure we'll talk in the in the near future about um, how the league is growing, continuing to grow, and, and the future of it. Thanks for this.
3: Yeah, well, give me a shout. Give me a shout anytime. Thank you so much.
0: All right. That's uh, Cassie Campbell-Pascal, PWHL, Special Advisor and our Headliner of the Day for... Mr. Rooter, there's a reason they call him Mister. For all your plumbing needs, go to MisterRooter.ca. Nine Hundred One Duke. We went a little longer. We brought Cassie on a little bit. I'm betting David Schlemko believes today is Tuesday. Are you Are you in agreement with that?
2: No chance. He knows what Daisy rolls in. He's out here waiting for oh, us. Oh, is he here? I didn't see him. Oh, he's out there. Oh, because <laughs> I thought, you know, he's not... You're, you're uh, like, why is Schlemmer not banging on the glass? I figured I he'd be banging on the glass. Schlemmer Schlemmer was so... we, we started the 9 o'clock break without him.
0: <laughs> I was so, uh, like, attuned to what Cassie was saying. So, all right, Schlemmer's here. We'll get, uh, we'll catch up with David Schlemko uh, for Cougar Paint and Collision uh, right after the break. Time now, though, for a Sports 1440 update brought to you by Tommy Guns, our unique lounges and casual setting makes it easy for anyone to rock a new look and get the best hot towel shave experience in Canada. Hands down. Book now at TommyGuns.com. Here is the Duke.